everyone, I'm Donna. And I'm Eunice. And we're, we're the, the Lit, Lit Chicks. And this is our podcast, Eat, Read, Love. So we're two best friends who love books and decided to create a book club a few months ago. More like two-man book club. Since we love books so much, we thought, why not share this with the world? So we created this podcast in the hopes that it'd be a good platform to share said books with y'all. The ones we love, the ones we hate, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Stay tuned for the fun! I can't connect to the Wi-Fi network. Okay, sorry. What that's, the heck? Uh, Google, sorry that's Google talking. Oh. Sometimes she just comes oh, out of nowhere. Today on our episode, we're covering part one of Lock Every Door by Riley Sager. Jules Larson is at a crossroads in her life. She has just broken up with her boyfriend and lost her job on the same day. She's broke and crashing at her best friend Chloe's house when she comes across an ad on Craigslist that says apartment sitter wanted. When she calls, she's shocked to learn that the job is in the Bartholomew Building in New York City, a prestigious building with wealthy residents. Her favorite book also happens to be Heart of a Dreamer by Greta Manville, which is set in the Bartholomew that she used to read with her sister Jane, who went missing years ago. Upon arriving at her interview, Jules is told a number of rules that she has to follow, which include no visitors of any circumstances, no spending nights away, and to not disturb the other residents. The need for privacy is emphasized over and over. Well, when she is told that she will be paid $12,000, $1,000 a week is an offer that she can't refuse. Jules begins to meet some other residents, some, are, some who are important and famous. She meets the handsome doctor next door, Dr. Nick, and meets a resident right below her who is another apartment sitter named Ingrid. Ingrid sparks up a friendship with her and mentions something to Jules. She says something about the Bartholomew seems off. The night of that conversation, Jules hears a scream from Ingrid's apartment. The next day, Ingrid is gone with no explanation. Ingrid's disappearance sets Jules on a path to find out what really happened to Ingrid. Soon, this leads her into a deeper mystery about the tragedies left in the Bartholomew's wake, its residents, other missing apartment sitters, and what's really going on inside the walls of the Bartholomew. Okay. <laughs> yes. So okay. what did you think about the book? <laughs> okay. I thought the book was pretty good. It didn't it didn't end the way I thought it would. Um mm-hmm. and <laughs> I wasn't but, expecting that. <laughs> no, not at all. Especially even like close towards like the ending chapters. I was like, oh, that's definitely it. And then it just took another turn and I was like, oh, that's not it. This is what it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot clustered in like, so, like so few days. Like yeah, this whole book is, is in the span of like five days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. Five days. This whole book. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't believe all this went on in five days. Seriously. I mean, and Jules, her. I feel like if I were her, I would have like left way before oh, yeah. she did. I mean, I totally get, like, for the sake of the story, of course she's going to stay there, but right, if it were right. me, I would have been out of there. I don't even know if I, like, I don't know. I understand her position because she's <laughs> broke and it's $12,000 just to live there for three months, but right. I don't know. It was shady from the start. <laughs> it was. It was. I Exactly like her, her how her best friend was talking about it. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Man, and I like, feel like Jules rules. would be me and you'd be Chloe <laughs> telling me, don't freaking do it. Yeah, I'll be like, get <laughs> out of there i would be chloe sending you articles about this building saying it's like haunted (laughs) right and then i'd be like but twelve thousand (laughs) dollars like (laughs) 
But I mean, I, I, I get, I, yeah, I get why she like did it, you know, like everything that happened, like with her whole boyfriend cheating on her and like yeah. her losing her job on the same day. That's pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, she's shitty. like just living at Chloe's house. I guess she needed to find a place somehow. Right, right. Because she knew she was like kind of, you know, like just being a burden. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like her character. And mm-hmm. I guess the way um, how she is now is because of like what happened to her uh, with yeah. her family and everything. But I don't mm-hmm. like how she has no confidence in herself. She like yeah. liter- zero confidence. Like she yeah. doesn't believe in uh, yeah anything for her like anything good um Mm -hmm. and she's just so like negative and just always sees like the half and the glass half like um empty empty. yeah yeah Um, i see what you mean i definitely understand i guess like because of what she went through because i thought of like because when i was reading the book i was like she met ingrid and their like friendship that was sparked was basically one day they like met for a day and then she disappeared and then you know, Jules was going crazy trying to find her, but then I was like, okay, I have to remember that her sister disappeared, and that's probably, mm-hmm. like, the first place her mind would go, that someone is missing, even though she doesn't even really know this person. Right, yeah, yeah, because it just, like, kind of brings her back to, like, when her sister went missing. Yeah, and she probably also feels very alone. Yeah, for sure, she, and that's yeah, her first no friend, like, yeah. that she met there, and who was, like, actually, like, super friendly, like, on her way to, like, hey, like, let's meet at the park and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, all, and also then her, like, parents and everything, um, how, yeah. how are they, you know, killed themselves? They couldn't deal with Jane's disappearance, it seemed like, and then they just kind of, like, left right. Jules to deal with it by herself in this world. True, but I think, like, it's more of, like, they had nothing else, like, to kind of offer, except yeah, for, like, so depressed. yeah, yeah, especially, you know, like, the mom getting sick, she wasn't gonna get any mm-hmm. better, and they were yeah. so much in debt, like, what else, could, like, they're just gonna bring on this debt, and then, like, after the mom dies, it's just gonna be on him and, like, on Jules. was actually really <laughs> sad, I remember the one line in the book, that's not even really important to the story, but she was saying how how she, like, sat on the floor in tears, like, looking at all the debt that was left. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That was pretty sad. Yeah. Seriously sad. And then, like, he, they, I guess they made that decision and everything. And it's crazy that she understood Mm -hmm. why they had to do that and everything. Yeah. Shit. I don't know if I would understand if my parents did that to me. (laughs) I'd be like, F you, F everybody, F this world. (laughs) Me too. I think there would be a lot of anger. Yeah, seriously. She was just so like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I just like, I don't know, maybe... um, like, by the time we meet her in this book, at her point in her life, like, she's already kind of dealt with those things. True, like, true. Yeah. Come with terms of everything, mm-hmm. right? So when she tells a story, it's not, like, anger anymore. It's more yeah. acceptance. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so Jules meets Ingrid in the park after Ingrid reaches out to her and asks her to hang out. And they meet in Central Park. And they have a pretty good meeting. Ingrid is really outgoing. She talks a lot. But then there's, like, a weird moment when she talks about how she thinks of Bartholomew, there's something off, something's odd about it. And then later on that night, Jules hears that scream from Ingrid's apartment. And she actually goes down to check, but then Ingrid says, oh, everything's fine. But like, she can tell everything's not fine. And then the next day, Ingrid's gone. That part was super freaking weird. 
Yeah, that was weird. Like, like when I was, was reading it, I was like, what is happening? Where did she like, go? Yeah, yeah. Her meeting after her at the park and everything, and then her being, like, a little bit strange towards the end when they start talking mm-hmm. about the building. It, I feel like that was okay. Like, you know, you get a little weird, right? But yeah, then the whole... building, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shit happens, right? And then, <laughs> but the whole, like, her hearing screaming part like that, i yeah. thought yeah at first i thought like yo maybe jules is crazy <laughs> like, maybe no, i kind of thought that too throughout this book i was like is jules imagining all this yeah like, we're gonna find like, out she has a mental disorder or something yeah yeah it's like that um that deception that movie with a uh, leonardo dicaprio oh, like, shutter island shutter island yes right? yes yeah. something like that so... i was thinking of that too <laughs> but it turns out not to be of course yeah yeah, and I thought it was super weird when she went downstairs and she was like, no, no, nothing's weird. I guess, like, I mean, I didn't pick up the part where, like, where she had, like, her aunt, like, st- uh, put in her pocket. Like, I didn't understand oh, I why. I go back and look at that. And we're yeah. going to find out later. We'll tell yes. everybody. Don't worry. Yes. But, yes, I didn't <laughs> notice that at first either. But then after I found out, like, later on in the book that detail came yes. back, I went back and, like, looked at it. Agreed. Yes, yes. Same thing. Same thing happened to me. Exactly. Because I was just like, okay, why is she mentioning that? Like, so what if, like, um, they, you know, she has her po- hands in her pocket. Like, Yeah, and honestly, I, like, brushed over. Yeah, I was like, she must be really nervous or something right, was right. weird. But I didn't right. think, like, anything of, like, the pocket. I just thought she was just yes. doing that out of nerves. Yes. Oh, and the whole part where before they even met... Um, mm-hmm. Okay, when they bumped into each other oh, in the yeah. lobby, mm-hmm. that was <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Jules and Ingrid they bump into each other in the lobby, and Jules is holding a like two bags of groceries, and she ends up getting cut. And she or- originally thinks this cut is from like a glass pasta jar, mm-hmm. but we find out later another reason for what happened. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But this is when Jules meets that handsome doctor that lives next door to her, Doctor Nick. Ah, yes, Dr. (laughs) Nick. Oh, dude. I mean, if he was real, (laughs) man. (laughs) They make him sound so handsome. (laughs) They do, seriously. He's a young doctor who lives in this, like, prestigious building, like... Mm -hmm, Rich. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, wow. Like, he makes a lot of freaking money to live there Mm -hmm. when, like, there's, like, a list of people who want to get in. Yeah. (laughs) And he's in there. (laughs) Yeah. So um, Jules is taken to Dr. Nick um, basically to stitch up that cut on her arm. Mm-hmm. And in his apartment, do you remember that she sees that like like painting or something of that snake? Yes, yes. The Ouroboro? I didn't know how to pronounce it. I, I didn't okay. you pronounce it. <laughs> That's why you didn't say anything. You were like slowing yeah, like down. I knew and then I... Was- you knew I would say it. Like, you knew yeah. you set me up to say it. Yeah, I was like, I know it's a snake. I know it's such an O. I just don't know how to say it. Like, in the, when I was reading, I was just, like, kind of, like, brushing over it in my head. I was like, oh, something. Okay. Well, I think that's how you say it. I'm probably saying it wrong. Sorry, guys, if I'm saying it wrong. But I think it's Ouroboro. Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. But, yeah, that was just, like, super strange. Um... I don't know. It's just, it was a good... I like the meaning, the whole, like, when she said circle of life. Mm-hmm. But then later on in the book, when she figures out the actual, the more in-depth meaning, it, it's kind of crazy. Yes, it's much darker. When she meets Dr. Nick this time, they have, like, a little bit of conversation. 
about their names and um, she asked him is Nick short for Nicholas and he says yes and then he asked her is Jewel short for anything and she says no it's not a nickname and that part is also going to come back later yes yes that little conversation it seems unimportant at the time but it becomes very very important, important. <laughs> yes that's one thing i do like about this author i feel like a lot of things that you wouldn't think are important like when you're reading the book in the first half like later mm -hmm. on you realize that they were really important details yeah that's so true i feel like we kind of figured out his like writing style he goes back and yeah. forth a lot yeah like, he does and, yeah yeah he has a lot of detail too <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i mean which is good i mean that's what a book should yeah, have I like it. yeah i don't think it's like too long or anything no no definitely not but but it's a lot of detail for like six five six days oh yeah <laughs> that's, that's very true <laughs> not even a week she Dude, didn't even yeah. make it a week and yeah she didn't even get her money yet like oh yeah she didn't uh, even she get did. her first thousand dollars no she did that's why she was like stuck there a lot of the time too because she had no money to go anywhere seriously <laughs> like she had like what four she started out with like 400 something dollars to her name yeah. mm -hmm. and then a lot of it went to like groceries and stuff and bam mm -hmm. like towards like the middle she only had like tw 27 dollars right like yeah she this couldn't they trap you in this apartment guys they make sure <laughs> <laughs> yes never become an apartment sitter although i did consider it right Eunice? <laughs> yes, <you did. laughs> i mean <You> sure did. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm on furlough now. Like, what do I do? Like, like if I can, like, you know, apartment sit for, like, some prestigious, like, like in a prestigious building, freak yeah, mm -hmm. I would take it. Like, I mean, maybe. Now that I've read this book, maybe. <laughs> I know. I think this book, like, freaked me out. Like, reading this book, like I said, like, in my apartment alone, I was freaked out. Okay. <laughs> when night. you told me that, I started freaking out. <laughs> I normally don't freak out but then like every time I would go to the bathroom I would like look both ways even though like mm -hmm. I know like you know no no one's gonna really be there except for you know yeah like my yeah, roommates there's, um there's also parts in the book when Jules kind of hears noises in her apartment almost yes. like she says like a dress is kind of like skating on the floor like someone walking and the dress is like you know dragging on the floor or something things mm -hmm. like that and um so that's something that we also find out what that really is later Yes, yes. And that also added on to me thinking that she was fucking crazy. Like, oh, I thought the place was haunted. I was like, this is going to be like a ghost story. That's oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, seriously... like, like dead people. <laughs> oh, no, I, I actually didn't think that. I just really thought she was fucking crazy, like, throughout the whole thing. And, like, just slowly it'll unveil, like, how she's, like, fucking psycho. Because like, <laughs> I'm, like, she's, like, having these, like, dreams, like... Yeah. Yes, she's, she was having yeah. dreams about her family. Yes, and then with the gargoyle, <laughs> George. Yeah, she was like, obsessed with the. There was this gargoyle right outside of Jules' window, and she's obsessed with it. She named it George, and she talks about it all the time. <laughs> like, like exactly, like that makes you sound fucking crazy. You're you're creating the statue, like you're making the statue come to life. Like, and, Maybe and she it's not. A friend. I, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Except Chloe. Except for, yeah, Chloe, which she couldn't, Chloe couldn't even come over because there was just, like, too many freaking rules. Yeah, yeah. Which On was... I know, even though Chloe wasn't, like, a huge character, I really liked Chloe. I felt like she was a very good friend. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't forget the little people. Like, yeah, she, she was, she was, yeah. No, she was a really good friend. Um, she told her a how, it, how it was, but she still let her do her thing, even though, like, she knew 
she didn't yeah. want her to. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was still supportive, which was good. So after Ingrid disappears, Jules kind of goes crazy trying to find more details about what is happening. And then there's this like, what what was it called? The pulley thing between their apartments? Oh, shoot. There was this like, pulley the thing in between their apartments <laughs> that can go up and down. It's almost like kind of like a well thing that you can like bring up and bring down with a rope. Yeah, a lot of and, places, restaurants, they have that. Fucking yeah, <laughs> and then Jules brings that up, and then she finds, like, a note from Ingrid telling her to be careful. And then she also finds a key, the um, key to, like, garage underneath or something where they can keep their storage. Mm-hmm. And that's when Jules finds a gun that Ingrid has left behind. And she has no idea what to make of this because she was thinking Ingrid must have been scared enough to have this gun. And now it's left with her, and she doesn't know what to do with it. So now she's freaking out even more because she thinks that Ingrid definitely disappeared because of a strange reason of something happening going on in the apartment. Right. And then, well, like Ingrid disappearing, like it also, she also even heard that the girl in 12A before Jules also disappeared too. Yes, this girl's name yes. was Erica, and yes. she and Jules sees a missing poster of her early on in the book, but at that time she doesn't know who Erica is. Right, it, but it was, this it is the girl that was living yeah. in the apartment before her, and yes. she is also missing. Yes. <laughs> so that was freaking weird. So now, yeah. like at that point, we know like shit is going, shit is going down. <laughs> yeah, things are weird. <laughs> so I just wanted to bring up uh, Greta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now yes the author um, of the book yes the author of that book who apparently also lives in the building too yes what a coincidence <laughs> on, yeah on on the 10th floor weird at all <laughs> <laughs> right like boom like but, yeah. you know and um the first time they met like she was such a bitch like, really mean. She was <laughs> Jules- so mean, like almost yeah. like a senile like lady. Like yeah, Jules was trying like, to be really nice, and she's like, "Oh, Heart of a Dreamer is my favorite book," and she was just like, "Okay, leave me alone." <laughs> yeah, yeah, like get away. <laughs> like, yeah. And then later on in the book, I feel like wow, she kind of starts to get like kind of like she kind of grows on me, and yeah. She becomes, like, sort of cute in a way. I kind of wrote that, like, Greta's cute. cute old woman. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm starting to like, like, uh, Greta and Jules' relationship at yeah, first. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. At first, yeah. Yes. At first, I think, oh, they're getting closer. This is nice. But we also start to learn some things about Greta later on. But in the beginning, in this first half, when Jules... Um, starts to talk to Greta a little more. She starts knocking on, like, Greta's door and stuff to ask about Ingrid, and this is when they kind of start talking again. Mm-hmm. And Greta is very, I want to say very receptive, but more receptive than she was in the beginning um, when she was just being a bitch. And she was trying to actually help Jules find Ingrid and suggesting right. things like, why don't you look at a homeless shelter and trying to be helpful. Right, but then we'll soon learn the reason why she brought those, yeah. she brought those up. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I didn't think I was just like, Oh wow, like Greta's so great. Like that added yeah. just added on. I was like, she's being so freaking helpful. Like mm-hmm. same thing with I was Nick. Like she's gonna find like a partner in crime for this. Like they're gonna yeah. all figure this out together as yes. a team. <laughs> the whole building. <laughs> they actually all care. But yeah. they had alternative motives. Like mm-hmm. yes. Yes. Almost every single one of them. <laughs> yes. No, yeah, yeah. Which brings us to Charlie. 
Yes. He the doorman. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Almost the whole book. Yes. Yes. Although at one point towards the end, I was like, okay, well, that's yeah. the reason why he had to do that. I guess it's understandable, but still fucked up. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we'll get back to him later, but Charlie is the doorman. He's mm-hmm. very nice. He's really nice to Jules. He even, like, replaces her groceries that she dropped when she so bumped nice. into Ingrid that first day. Yeah, we think that Charlie is someone that is going to be there for Jules and on her side, but he's not. <laughs> he's not, but he's not intentionally, like, not. Yeah. A, well, actually, he in a way, he is. <laughs> yeah, so I guess, like, Jules, these apartment sitters and Jules are not, the only victims of the Bartholomew. Like, there's other people like Charlie who are kind of being, like, kind of having to make choices because right. of, like, an ultimatum given to them. Right, yes, yes. And then, like, um, them mentioning how the daughter is sick, like, it. then we figure out, like, oh, yeah. okay, why, yeah. Yeah, why he talked about that. Yes. So when she's on her journey searching for Ingrid, she decides to go into Ingrid's apartment to search it and see if she can find anything. Mm. And this is when she recruits Nick for help with that. Oh, yeah. This is right <laughs> before the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, she goes into that like pulley thing that will bring her down into the apartment below. And Nick helps like uh, with the rope. And to help bring her down into there safely. Mm-hmm. And, oh, this part of the book, my heart was kind of pounding. Because she was, like, in there. And then there was another interview being given. Yes. hide that- <laughs> in that apartment. And they entered the apartment while she's in there. And she has to hide under the bed. <laughs> so freaking scary. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. What's going to happen? I thought, like, they would find her. <laughs> I thought that, too. And I was like, oh, my God. It was just, like, literally keeping me on the edge of my seat. Yeah. <laughs> And then after, I was like, oh, relief. Like, they're gone. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> her and, so, and Yes. So she survives this um, search of the apartment. She doesn't get caught or anything. So afterwards, she runs back upstairs. And she's on this adrenaline rush. And yes. she just, like, throws herself into Nick's arms. And they start making out and they have sex. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. Super scandalous. Like, mm-hmm. wow. Apartment sitter and, like, wealthy doctor, hot doctor mm-hmm. that lives on the same floor. Wow, Okay. <laughs> Yes. That was an exciting moment in the book. It was. I really thought at this point, I was like, they're going to get together. Yes, I wanted it. Like, <laughs> in, even though, like, we're reading a thriller, I still want, like, a little romance in there, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I thought, like, they would be, like, a team now, just like how I thought it was going to be her and Greta finding Ingrid. I thought, like, um, her and Nick would, you know, get together and find Ingrid together, and he would be, like, this huge help. But right. Nick. We'll figure out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then the their like second their second encounter, the one in the lobby with her ex boyfriend. Oh before, yeah. yes. I so that I that. Yeah, yeah. That part I feel like, ooh, like that was kinda, you know, like raunchy a little bit a little yeah. bit like the fact that she did that like that was so unlike her yeah like, that's definitely not how she came off in the book at all that she would do something like that yeah like that takes a lot of freaking guts like, yeah so i don't think i would ever do that <laughs> so to summarize that little scene basically her ex-boyfriend andrew um, they broke up because he was literally like fucking a girl on their couch, and then she <laughs> the same day, in. yes, exactly, yeah. the day she lost her job, she walked in. Yeah, and now he's showing up to the Bartholomew to try to apologize and stuff, and 
not really apologize because yes. he wanted money yes he broke and he yes. paid for rent and then um dr nick happens to walk into the lobby at that time and she just says walks to him says play along and she kisses him straight on the lips yeah not even like a peck it was full on with with mouth like tongue it was a makeout a little makeout like a, mm-hmm. a good kiss yeah <laughs> man but that was good. It left Andrew, like, mouth open. I bet he was so confused. Like, good, he what deserves the fuck? it. <laughs> no, he really does. He truly does. He's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Who does that? And then in that mo- and in that scene, we also figure out, too, like, um, that he, like, did, he, he cheated on her with more than one girl. Yes. <laughs> like, several. He didn't even tell her the number. <laughs> yeah, it was way more than two or three that they mentioned. Yeah. yeah. And another thing that I really liked, um, about the book was that uh, the setting was in New York, so yeah, me too. Yeah, so like we were able to recognize a lot of like places. Yeah, I felt like I could imagine saying. it. Like yeah. when she's saying she's walking on this right. block or that block, definitely like a Central Park scenes. I could almost like picture it in my head, like I was like forming a movie in my head out of this book. Yes, yes, that that was the best part about like how yeah. it was good that we could relate to it, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think the birth? Bartholomew? Oh, sorry. I'm not saying that right. Bartholomew? <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Um, if that's a real building? I looked it up, but it's like a church. I don't oh, like St. Bart's? Ta- Wait, that's no, that's, that's a place. Church, right? oh, yeah, that's yeah. a place too. I-, <laughs> I think it is a church. Yeah, it's a church. I just Googled it again. It's St. <laughs> okay. Bartholomew Catholic Church. <laughs> oh, okay. So I think we covered the main points in the first half of the book, and all of these main points that we mentioned are going to come full circle in the second half, and everything's going to just make sense, and things are going to shock you. (laughs) Yes, yes. Because they may be a little confusing at first with all the information that, you know, Mm -hmm. you get uh, in the first half, but then, yeah, everything is, like, is, comes together, yeah. Yeah, the author takes pretty much all the details that we spoke about just now and makes everything make sense for the ending of the book, which yes. which we found to be pretty unexpected. <laughs> yes, yes. I really didn't think it would turn out like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this was good. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Eat, Read, Love Book Club, and we'll be back next week with a new episode.